Dr. Natisha Masakoy is principal at Nayada Consulting. I hope I've got that right. Executive Director of Women's Health in Women's Hands. And also you're an expert in designing programs and services which uh, aim to increase access to primary health care for racialized communities. And that is your particular expertise. Good to have you. Thank you. Thank you. So you have been at the forefront of this particular kind of issue since 2018, following the coroner's inquest into the police death of uh, Andrew Loku. And this was the father of five who ended up being shot and killed by police during what was uh, found out to be a mental health episode. And there were recommendations, a number of recommendations, 39 put in place. How many of those have actually um, been implemented and, and used? From those recommendations, um, and I, I should say, I co-chair the anti-racism advisory panel and uh, of, of the Toronto Police Service Board. And the sole purpose of this panel is to ensure that those recommendations, the ones that are very specific to police service and the board are implemented. Uh, and so as um, one of the members uh, from the community and the co-chair of that panel, um, I have a front row seat to see what's happening of the recommendations that are specifically directed at TPS and the board, two have, have essentially been implemented. One being a policy developed to collect race-based data. So the mm -hmm. recommendation was that race-based data be collected by TPS mm -hmm. so that there's clear documentation of every interaction that they have specifically with racialized communities and specifically black communities within that group. That policy went into place in January. So we're still waiting to see the implementation. I'm not happy with the implementation. The policy is one thing. It yeah. took us uh, quite a number, uh, almost a year to get that policy approved by the board. Uh, it's been a long fight. It's been something that black community has been asking for for almost 30 years. So. It's a big win, but now we need to see the implementation. It went into effect January 1st, so we'll see how that rolls out. The other um, item was the implementation of a committee that would oversee this process. So <laughs> we have two. Right. We, we, I think we have enough committees, we have enough organizations and studies. The problem is we never get the action. And I think that's, that's right. what, you know, and you can't do the action without the race-based data. So again, it's going to take a good long time to get data to be able to study it and, and implement the programs. And that's a frustration. And this is what my frustration is always with inquesting inquiries is that they sound good, they get the headlines, but it takes a good long time to get any of the recommendations if in fact the recommendations actually get implemented, which makes the job very challenging and why I think so often we either don't see change or it just doesn't happen fast enough. Absolutely. If I saw it, uh, it took almost a year to get one of those recommendations implemented, which is the race-based data collection policy. Right. Now, I do understand that that's the, the, the hardest one. Yes. Yeah. And everything yeah. will fall from that. Um, can you imagine the 17 others that we need to get in place? Our final report recommendations of how to implement and how to initiate the, the process of addressing those inquest recommendations will be released on July 30th at the Toronto Police Services Board meeting. 
Um, you know, the bottom line is mental health issues have been, you know, in the last couple of years, it took a good long time for them to actually take a front page. They are now something we talk about a lot. What we don't do, though, is see a lot of action. And, you know, I think now we're starting to see policing move in a direction, certainly in the bigger hubs like Toronto, where you will have mental health experts on hand. But actually getting them out to the calls is a whole other challenge. So we we talk the talk, but we don't actually walk it. No, absolutely. And, you know, society as a whole still stigmatizes mental illness and mental health. So that stigma and the silence around it on, on a, a wide scale is, is what makes it very difficult to engage in any kind of reform. Um, what we've seen, but I think things are going to change now with, with these very, very notable cases. So what we see right now is that mental illness is synonymous with criminalization. And when did that happen? I am not absolutely sure, but when has it become the norm that the police are the first responders for a mental health crisis? Mm-hmm. So how did we get to that place? It is not working. It clearly isn't working because the results are often fatal. I, I don't know of someone in mental health crisis being killed or dying when a mental health nurse shows up or a social worker shows up or any other kind of healthcare professional. So why are we sending the police in as the first responder in a mental health crisis? I would think maybe because often in a rapid response situation, they don't often know what they're heading into, but there are times that they do. But is this in your mind, and I don't know because we don't have the race-based data, if you can answer this, but is there a failure to respond to mental health calls in general or more so in Black communities or ethnic um, marginalized communities? I don't want to say there's a failure to respond for uh, for black communities or racialized communities, it's when the response happens, we're overrepresented in the fatalities. Right. Yes, because we do have that data that uh, in at least Toronto, 8.8% um, of those, uh, I guess, are overrepresented, certainly in use of force cases with the police, so whether that's a, a confrontation with police being killed um, and dealing with the crime stats. But again, so I don't know yet if we're able to make the determination when dealing with mental health issues, if we're failing everybody in society, which I think probably we are, or just certain areas. I think there's an absolute failure in society as a whole. But when we come to a a police service, which has not been able to adequately engage with black and indigenous communities, the failure Mm -hmm. becomes even more amplified. So, you know, police dealing with mental health crisis has not been successful as a whole, but then when you add, you know, implicit bias and anti-black racism and anti-indigeneity into that mix, what we're seeing is the results of the last few weeks where a young Indigenous woman in New Brunswick, um, you know, was shot for a wellness call, right? A woman, a family calls because their loved one is in mental health crisis and she ends up over a balcony. So that's, that's, that's the impact of, of, of anti-Indigenous racism and anti-Black racism. But I think there's an absolute failure to society as a whole when we mirror or when we match policing and mental health issues 
in yeah. terms of response. And it's not just policing. I mean, the court system, it's the court system is almost worse. I mean, you look at Toronto and the courts, there's one tiny court dealing with all these mental health issues. And it's like in the bottom basement. It's almost like in a in a cellar, uh, one little tiny courtroom tucked away that deals with all of these hundreds and hundreds of mental health uh, cases that get lost in the system, you know, but on the other side, you've got the conversation of defunding police. And I'm not sure if that's the answer, but I would think instead of maybe defunding police, adding to police. So in other words, when police go out for a call, there's an automatic um, rapid response team that deals with mental illness just automatically there is someone trained in that area that would go on the call i'm not going to support adding to the police in this issue in any kind of way i think what we need to do is increase the mental health community supports that are available so that we engage in prevention methods we increase the level of supports that families have to engage with mental health and their loved ones i think we need to increase the number of wellness calls that we do in the community to people who we know are in mental health crisis. Why can't we increase the number of mental health nurses? Why can't we increase social workers? I think we can increase a whole lot of other aspects of the mental health system mm -hmm. before we engage in increasing um, policing. And what I would like to do is to see a detachment of mental health and the criminal justice system, by, namely policing, in response and treatment and intervention of mental health issues. I think we keep forgetting that mental health is mm -hmm. health. Yeah. We do not call the police for any other health issue specifically. And I, I think we need to really sit down and, and review the whole system and how those two things have become intertwined, where the criminal justice system is the first space we go to when engaging in mental health and not the healthcare system. Yeah, and I agree. There's definitely an overhaul that's needed. Um, but again, an overhaul to me sounds like it's going to take a very long time. And I don't think we have a long time. I think, you know, we've talked for a very long time about the issues, but we've got to get them into action, doctor, because as you well know, overhauling a system like this could take years. And, um, and the need is now. Absolutely. It's about will. It's about political will. It's about how much... Uh, how many resources that we're willing to put at the issue. I started working on the Andrew Loku inquest recommendations two years ago. And before we're about to give the final report, we have another incident that we have to deal with. So we're no further ahead. And so you're absolutely right. The longer we take to respond to the issues, the more people we'll see um, as casualties in terms of, of inadequate responses to mental health crisis. Yeah, and that is it's a it's a vicious cycle that just continues. Well, we'll see if uh, we're at a turning point or a flashpoint uh, with the George Floyd case and, and the uh, recent cases here in Toronto. But uh, again, I, I think the demand for action is now and less talk. But uh, nonetheless, we'll talk to you again. I do appreciate your insight into this. Thank you so much. Thank you.